I've spent the last few days creating content with ChatGPT. Some of it is painfully awful and some of it is very mundane, but I've also created some really cool things that have sparked interest and helped me create content faster, better, and with less energy, which is always a good thing for me. The idea that AI can help us as small business owners in our marketing is huge. We spend so much time and energy on creating content and it can be exhausting. Even if you enjoy it, I get exhausted anyway. If you have poor writing skills or that creative bone in your body is actually just a tiny jelly piece of nothing, then it's hard slog to get content down on a page in a social media post or an email. And even the best of us will sometimes have major writer's block. The sheer time it takes to create content is a big investment, so it's really easy to see why using a tool that is currently free, may not always be free, that can create content in seconds is super tempting. There are huge benefits to using AI for content creation. The time factor, the ability to think of something else that you don't have to think of that someone else is doing for you, a machine is thinking for you. The chance to tap into a machine that's learning with every new addition and piece of feedback. I found some great ways to really embrace using AI in our business. And I'm also going to, I'm going to share those with you. And I've been sharing them more and more with my clients. But there are things to worry about too. Google has said it can tell if the content is AI. I think I can often too. It's not yet able to replace the power of our minds to tell a story in a way that only we can. It's limited in the ability to create powerful and personal metaphors or create your own style. And there's a concern that there's already this very, very busy internet of words and noise and it's just going to get worse and worse as we flood it with generic rubbish. Of course, the best way to shine is to not be rubbish, and you can use ChatGPT to do exactly that. So in this podcast, I'm going to share with you what ChatGPT is, how I've tried to use it, and what I recommend, and what not to do when you're using it for your content marketing. Let's embrace technology, give it a go, and learn as you do, a little bit like ChatGPT is doing with everything that we're putting in. Let's get started. And welcome to episode 89 of Mapit Marketing. I am your host, Rachel Claver. And I've got to tell you that if you had told me a couple of years ago, I was going to be doing a podcast that is relatively positive about content AI, I would have laughed in your face because I was really not happy when I first heard about AI and how it might have an impact on content marketing. I took it very personally. I mean, I'm a content marketer. Um, I spent years as a freelance writer and writing content for not just magazines, but also for businesses, for organizations, um, writing materials for publishers around the world. And so for me, it felt very threatening. And um, I had to get over myself, really. Um, the thing is that with any AI at this present time, nothing is going to be as good as a human. Um, and one day it might be, but I still have faith that uh, we have an ability to have curators or people that can spark and turn ideas from AI into something really special. I do not think that a, a machine can ever, at this time, I'm not going to say ever, have, our lives have changed much over the last 50 years uh, of my life. So I'm not going to say ever, but I, at currently, 
at the moment, AI cannot outdo the human brain. So at the moment, we're good. And as things evolve and change, I have no doubt that us humans can work out other things that we can use our brains for if it does start to surpass. And for some of you, uh, AI will be better than your current writing or your current content ability. And I want to talk about that a little bit. Um, but the reason we're talking about ChatGBT today is that it's currently free. It won't always be free. It's free because it's in beta and they're letting people use it. They've had over a million people sign up in the first few weeks. So there's really a lot of people using it, which is going to make it better because it's learning. Um, and it it all kind of sprung up over the end of, of 2022. And so um, I was watching that and trying to be on holiday, which is not a great thing when you like shiny new things. So I immediately came back and I have ditched what I was planning to do for a podcast and I'm doing this instead because I think it's important. Um, so ChatGPT is an artificial intelligence platform designed to help us with information. And so it has huge ramifications or benefits uh, for content marketing. Now, um, as an agency, as a strategist, I'm not new to AI. Um, I heard about it first a few years ago and was disgusted in the fact that an agency was using it. Um, I felt it was cheating, like many things. I don't like shortcuts. Um, I'm a bit, <laughs> I like to be a suck of a punishment. Um, but I started using it myself and we had a couple of client um, team members who are very strong technically, but not so great on the written word and asking me and the other writers in the team always to help was causing a little bit of tension. So we started using AI a bit for ads, primarily a particular platform, um, which was really good. It really worked really well for us. Um, and we've used it and taught a few clients to use it as well. We've got a couple of clients who have to create content and really struggle. Um, we've taught people how to use it to start the springboard product descriptions and things that you need to have on your website to make things stand out. And Product descriptions are exhausting and AI are really good at writing at least a draft that you can then rework yourself a bit more and help you think of phrases that perhaps you haven't thought about before. So if you've got no idea what it is, why you might need it, I thought that we could talk about that and I will talk about some of the things I've been testing and playing with. Now, I have a Substack um, blog column that comes out every Friday and I'll put a note to it in the Thing. Otherwise, it's under Map Marketing in um, Substack by Rachel Clover. And in there, it actually goes through, and I've got screenshots of some of the stuff we're talking about today. So you can physically see some of the content that's coming out. And you can see the prompts that I'm using. So you can have a look and maybe use that as well if you want. Um, but I thought I would share with you, I asked ChatGPT to tell me what it is and I asked it to tell me as a comedian now I don't think it thinks it's, I think it thinks it's funnier than it is because I don't find it funny um, but I'm going to read what it says chat GPT is a type of artificial intelligence that's designed to generate human-like text it's like having a super intelligent writing partner who can help you create all sorts of content from social media posts to blog articles to email newsletters now I didn't find it was great on social media posts just letting you know uh, one of the biggest benefits of ChatGPT for content marketing is you can save you a ton of time, no more struggling to come up with ideas or crank out content when you're feeling uninspired. Guys, I'm just going to pause here. This was written in AI literally in about 25 seconds, this whole three paragraphs that I'm reading. It's not bad, right? It's pretty good. ChatGPT can help you generate fresh, engaging content in a snap. 
But ChatGPT isn't just a time saver, it's also a creativity booster. It can help you come up with ideas and angles that you might have not thought of on your own. Imagine having a virtual brainstorming partner who's always ready and willing to come up with new and creative ideas. So if you're in the content marketing game, ChatGPT is definitely worth checking out. It can help you create better content faster and with less effort. And that's something every content marketer can appreciate. So in short, ChatGPT is like a content marketing superhero here to save the day and your sanity, exclamation mark. Notice that when it thinks it's funny, it's using exclamation marks. Okay, so I I asked it to write it in a relaxed and funny style. I also asked to write it in a computer scientist style. And I'm going to read that to you. I'm going to read you the first sentence of it. I'm not going to read you the whole thing because you'll fall asleep. But ChatGPT is a variant of the generative pre-training transformer, GPT, language model developed by OpenAI, which utilizes a transformer architecture and is trained on a large data set of human-generated text. The model is capable of generating human-like text by predicting the next word in a sequence based on the context of the previous words. I mean, come on, guys. So you can see it can write to different levels and it can write different tones. Both of those it wrote in moments, it wrote more of that stuff, but it will send you to sleep. So that's not my goal. So you can choose to create content using different forms and different tones. You need to tell it the tone that you want or the style that you want in your brief so that it can understand that. And if it doesn't get it right, you tell it how to make it better. Um, so, so that's what ChatGPT is. It's AI and it currently is open because it's free. It won't always be free, but it's really important. Now, it is a really good thing to use, but I want to give you a few cautionary things first. The first thing is you need to understand what good content looks like. If you don't know what good content looks like, you could end up producing a lot of rubbish and just posting it on the internet and the internet does not need more rubbish on it. Um, the other thing is, is that, uh, and people that will click through, if they're disappointed in the content, they're not going to want to read your content. I read a lot of crappy blogs written by um, quite terrible content writers, but also by a lot of AI. I think a lot of people have been using AI to write these blogs for a while. Look, you need to have something that's engaging and interesting and meaningful. And a lot of this content you get from um, ChatGPT, it's just too shallow. It's not going to give that need. You know, you, you really want to have a blog that goes deeper um, and if it means that you do blogs less often, that's okay. But you want to have deep, useful content, not just faffy, fluffy stuff. Um, the other thing is in terms of that knowing what good content looks like is you also really need to know what your product or your, your system is right because sometimes it'll give you the wrong information because it's not talking directly about your product necessarily. And so you have to check in and go, does this actually fit with what I am? Because if it's not, you've got to fix it. If you don't know the tone of your brand or your style, you can easily become really generic and you don't want that to happen either. You could lose that feeling or that relationship that you've had with people who've been following you for a long time if you start using a lot of AI because it's not going to have you in it. So you have to make sure that whatever you generate, you then tweak to make you. Google has already said it can spy AI content and tell the difference between that and human writing. Look, I think I can some of the time, not all the time. But there are a few things that make me go, oh, this doesn't feel like a human's written it. Um, and I think I'm pretty good at working that out. I might get it wrong. Maybe I'll particularly offend someone by saying I think it was written by AI when it was or vice versa. But Google wants copy to written for people by people. And so they're using a lot of time and effort to try and eradicate ranking 
AI content um, or content that they perceive as AI. And I think AI content and sloppy content are the same. You know, they have little catchphrases and lots of exclamation marks and you got to go and do this. And it just feels like it hasn't had that relational time. It's like a very cheery, very shallow. I think that's the best way to explain it. It's, it's like, you know, sometimes I can see people have outsourced to a very low cost, cheap beginner strategy, um, content writer, which we've all been at some point those of us that are content writers and I can tell they've literally written the post in five or ten minutes and it's just smooth it's not doesn't have any sort of depth to it um you need to really have still the tone of the voice of the brand and often it's not in there and so this is that thing that we're wanting to focus on as more AI is used on social media sites, it's also really likely that those platforms will also become more and more able to tell the difference. Uh, one of the things that um, one of um, Persian, um, I asked I asked some people, you know, to give me some things. And I've talked about Persian before. She's been on this podcast before. And she asked something about um, copyright. You are actually meant to, um, Chat GPT gave two different responses to this. I think you should say whether it's got AI content or not. I think that that's really important, but also have to be really careful because AI content can be inaccurate and you have to make sure that you are checking it for facts. She used it to test it out with a recipe and it wasn't correct. It wasn't authentic. And I think that's really key is that you, it's copying from somewhere and you don't know if it actually is going to work. Um, so you can't have to be careful what you're actually asking it to do. Um, also, I used um, a chat GPT extension, Chrome extension to create LinkedIn comments. And I thought it was cool. I thought it was a bit dodgy, but I thought it was cool. Um, I loved it. Felt like it was a bit unethical for who, who I am. Um, and I did use it and, and copy and paste the content in and then divulge that it was a chat GPT comment after I did that. It worked on some posts and then other posts. It just didn't create the right content comment at all even after I tried it four or five times. Um, so it's really, I, I think there'll be people who just copy and paste and don't read what they're writing and actually seeing it. And you could totally put, end up posting irrelevant content and impacting your ability to do things. Um, and I think that's true with lots of the things. I've watched it do summaries and it's been very, very basic on some things. It's not able to think strategically or out of the box. It's limited by the content that's already there, seen and read. Um, I have asked it to do a few things that it can't do. Um, it really can't. Um, it can't research. It says it can't research. You're not not meant to use it for research, but you can use it to tell you the stuff it knows. Um, so you've got to be really clear in how you're using it. Um, but do make sure that it it has correct data, correct facts. Sometimes it will fill it with stuff that you don't need to have it in there. Using the word template can help actually, because then it will just get you to, it'll give you a structure and then you can just fill in your bits when you need to. Um, and I think the biggest thing is that, you know, I'm a, I really love storytelling and I'm going to dig deep into storytelling this year. And great copy often includes little snippets of story to bring people in. And AI can't do that because it's not you and it's not able to add those nuances in. You can fabricate this a little with prompts. You could say things like talk about this as if I was a cat or talk about this as if you're a spider or whatever. But you still need to go in and add them in to make it something that human brains are more likely to engage and remember. And this is big for me, you know, you guys know I've got a book called Be a Spider Build a Web and it's all about how to use the idea of webs and spiders to create content marketing. I have a saying, you can't kill a man with your face. I just don't think AI would come up with that concept because it doesn't have our weird and our weird is what rises us to the top and gets people to remember and, and, and interact with us. So we want to make sure we've got that. So with all those things out of the way, what is it good for? Well, it turns out it's 
good for quite a bit of stuff. Um, the key benefits of using ChatGPT is to save time, money, and energy. And look, I have low on time. I always want to save money and um, I need to save my energy this year. I really want to go in deeper and deeper with content to do that and to create huge volumes of content. I need help. And I don't want to always pay for that help because sometimes they can't read me. I want to be able to go, here's the brief and tell me what it is and give me right away. I don't want to wait days for it. I am an impatient person. Um, so I've been able to create huge volumes of content ideas, templates, materials I can customize, scripts for video that I'll also be able to use for social media posts um, if I change them a bit. I've even used it to summarize some of my stuff articles so I can use that summary to rewrite the article again for my own website, which I'm trying to do this year without worrying about duplication. So it's actually got a huge amount of ability to do some cool stuff. Um, so to use ChatGPT, you need to uh, sign up for a free account. So just Google ChatGPT. I think it's actually chat.ai, copy.ai. But um, So you type in your request and all the information in the little bar that you've been given. It only has like one space, like a bar, like a line bar, but you can content copy quite a lot of paste in, in there. I've actually did one that was summarized the key points of this blog and then copied an entire long piece of writing of around two and a half thousand words in there. And it returned a really, really quick result and summarized it really well. So, you know, it really can do that or you can ask it to rewrite it. I found the rewriting wasn't as good. I don't think it was as good as my own writing. Maybe I'm just like honoring myself a bit more. But I think for those of you that are trying to do that, I think it's a really cool idea. Um, obviously, we're opening ourselves up for other people to take our blogs and do that too. Hmm. Um I would hope that they would people would add their own ideas and thoughts into that um, because just writing a summary blog is quite disappointing compared to the ideas that are in there. And obviously, whatever you're doing is published after someone else's. So if it's got the same main points, this is going to be a priority. Um, I've also been experiencing experimenting with telling it the content style I need, um, including I use in the style of Rachel Clava, and it seemed to do that okay, actually. Um, and I've also asked for more information from a result I already submitted, which I'm going to share with you here. So there's lots of things you can do to really make the content more detailed. I did also ask it to write poetry or a story about a topic and thought it was pretty useless. Um, it hasn't really been able to outdo what I can create and nothing that I'd share and say, I wrote this. Um, but I do think it just shows that it has this ability to create meter and rhythm and rhyme about the different topics. And you never know, you might be able to create something that you think is cool um, I imagine it might change over time and improve over time as the AI improves and evolves which I think is key um, so I think the only thing I found it really disappointing for is when I asked to write a Facebook post or an Instagram post I really tried to get it to do it in an interesting way and gave it lots of different ways of doing that and it just didn't do a great job um, but here's some stuff I did that worked really well so the first one was I asked it to give me some content ideas for my niche so I told it what my niche was. I said, look, um, I actually chose one of my sub-niches. So I think my one was on um, how to um, provide me with 20 subtopics on building a personal brand as a small business owner. That was my subtopic, uh, my niche. And I said, give me 20 subtopics on this. Actually, I think it was on video fairs. Um, and, and I said 20. So the key is to give it a number. If you just say, if a few, it might be three, but 20, I found like 10, 20, it really challenges us to do it. And it gave me 20 ideas that were all usable. And I was like, this is great. And then I was like, I wonder if it will now give me a script for some of those. So what I did then is I got one. So say one was like, um, you need to become more confident in front of the camera. I then would go, okay, could you please write me a friendly and interesting video script about the topic? 
um, you need to become more confident in front of the camera as a small business owner. And then did that and it wrote me a really good detailed script that I would use for a video. I might adjust it to make it a bit more me, but it had really good points in it. And I'd also adjust it and use it for a post. So I can see this is a really good way to make targeted video creation. I can imagine that I could use this and then turn those into carousel posts and get like a designer to do the design of those carousel posts. And this is a really clever way to create content. So for those of you that do struggle with those sort of things, you should do it. I personally would amend it and swap out an idea of your own in there to make it more you. Otherwise, you're risking just doing generic content, but that would be really useful. I've also been using it a lot for SEO. So I've been using it for content ideas like that and scripts. I've been using it for SEO. Um, I don't enjoy writing SEO stuff. So I've been using it for SEO meta descriptions for my blogs. Um, I've been using it for Pinterest pins for, um, I've got someone else in this year focusing on Pinterest for me. And I've been giving them keywords and how to use chat GPT to get the Pinterest pins. I tested it first and I've given them a couple of ways to do that. So they have three or four options. I've also been given, given one of my team members a job to go through and redo all my YouTube descriptions um, on my podcast episodes because they don't have YouTube descriptions at the moment that are very SEO friendly. Um, I've asked them also to check them for accuracy and given them ideas on how to do that. But I've been able to outsource that part of my marketing by just giving them the structure of using ChatGPT after I tested it first myself to check it worked and worked well. And I think that's really cool. The other thing it's been really amazing for is I've used it for writing email templates. Um, so I was using it, um, I asked it first to write like a template structure for an email sequence for a particular nurture sequence. So I said, could you write me an outline of what the emails I'd need to have for a six-part emails for a particular nurture sequence? You could try that for a three-part welcome sequence or something like that. And then it gave me a structure. I thought this is pretty cool. And then I took each one of those and said, write me the blog, the email for this particular email in the nurture sequence. And it did a good job. It had gaps in there that I had to fill. Like it said, your name here, your business here, and your example here. But it really gave that structure that I could use. I would probably still tweak it. But one of the things I found useful for that is I tend to over-creative the um, email, email subject lines. And it gave me subject lines that actually were really simple and really good. So that was great. I thought this is cool. Um, you can also do the same with doing a checklist for lead generation. I found that a little bit harder to get a good one in there. You had to be really specific, but that was quite a good idea just to springboard off and then create my own checklists. Um, writing blog outlines. So I asked it to write me a blog outline. I quite like using listicles again there. So I'd say like, right, give me 15 um, points for me to have in a blog. That's like 15 ways that you can blah, blah, blah. Um, and that was really good. I tested it not just with my own niche, but also a few of my clients' niche. So I did one that was like, you know, 15 reasons why you should consider the low-carb lifestyle, for example, and it came up with heaps of different options. Um, so that's quite a good thing to do because sometimes it can be quite tiring to kind of work that blog out. Now, you could do a couple of things then. You could then use another AI tool, Otter AI, and you could just have that blog outline there and then use Otter AI to fill in the gaps and actually talk it through. And it will just transcribe what you're saying under each one. And then you just can go and tidy it up. And then it's your own thing. Or you could give it to a copywriter to create the blog. Or you could just do it yourself and just do it your own way. Either way. Um, then I also did a really cool thing where I asked it to give me 40 hooks on a topic. 
um, I basically said, here's a topic I would like. Please give me 40 hooks I could use for video content or for blog content that has like something to pull people in. I'm thinking that this is a cool way to do it. I obviously use hooks a lot myself already. Um, I have hooks that I use um, that I, and, and not all of them are ones I would call hooks. Some of them I'd call more blog titles. Um, and what I'm going to do is test a few of them in an SEO tool that I've got that sees whether they're good for SEO ranking. But that was such a good way to kind of get ideas. So for content generation, content idea generation, helping structure your content, it's really awesome. Um, so I've been really happy with the results I've got from ChatGPT for that. I haven't been happy for it with Facebook ad copy or Google ad copy. I feel it's been quite poor. At the moment, it's not giving a response for that. So I don't think that that's really great. Uh, but I do think that it is going to give us an amazing opportunity to create content as small business owners. Um, I do have some information of some of the things that I've got. Oh, the other thing that I tried to use for it too, by the way, is I did a webinar outline and I said, can you do a webinar with this topic? Um, and I said, and also outline where I'd introduce myself, what I'd need to say about myself and what I would sell and how I would sell a course. So I did that in there. I personally would have restructured it and made it a bit different just, but I think for a complete beginner to get a, a structure in place, it was really amazing. Um, I think it'd be a great thing for me. I often have to make how-to lists and I'm thinking I'm going to use it as a start branching off. I find I need, need someone else's structure first to start doing my own. So that's what I'm going to be using for it a lot this year. I've used it for podcast outlines. I did it initially to get some ideas for this podcast, actually. Um, this is not, I write my own structure for this, um, but I did use a couple of podcast outline ideas that I printed off and then pulled my own ideas from that. And it did definitely give me up a few ideas on ideas that would just would have been tiring for me to work out myself. I think that it has, does work really well. Instead of using Google, it does cut down that research phase because it basically is pulling information from Google anyway. Um, so I did that. It was really quick. I also used it to write my bio. I hate writing my own bio for things. So I gave it my LinkedIn um, profile and said, can you write me a bio about myself? And it was pretty accurate. It was pretty boring. I wouldn't say that it was something that I'd pay someone else to do, but it was probably better than I would do because I always sit there and freak out about what I'm going to write and what I shouldn't write. Um, I haven't tested it on writing product descriptions, but I think that that would work really well. Um, I do think, I do know that it has worked that way. Um, and I did a really cool thing um, on it just before I came live on here. Uh, because this year on Facebook, I know last year I was focusing on writing questions that improve engagement for my Facebook group and also for my page. It's a really good thing to do. Really simple thing to improve engagement, trying to get one of those in once or twice a week. And it is, um, I asked it for some questions to improve engagement and they're pretty good. So give chat GPT a try. I would love to know if you're going to use it. Let me know in the Facebook group, Mapit Marketing. Let me know, drop me a line, come to rachelclava.com and fill out a contact form on there. Um, that's where this podcast is hosted as well. Um, or just hunt me down on LinkedIn or something like that and, and let me know, I'd love to. And if you found this was useful and you found like you would like um, to listen to more, please listen to some more of the podcasts. Um, and if you would love to subscribe and rate and review if you enjoyed the podcast, I would like to know if, you, if you're going to use ChatGPT and uh, what you're thinking about it. But I, right now, I think it's a great asset. Don't be scared of it, but just make sure that you tailor it to what you're doing and don't just copy and paste because that's going to be the bane of the internet if you just copy and paste it. All right. Hope you enjoy.
what I'm really hoping from this podcast is that you will take away some things that you're going to give a go and have a play on ChatGPT. Look, even if you never use the content, I think having a play on these tools, especially while they're free, is a great opportunity for you to see and explore what to do. So go and have a look at it yourself. Just Google ChatGPT or you can get that in the show notes. Now, if you've got questions or you want to ask questions about how to use it, if you've tested something or want to share it, come and be part of the Map It Marketing group on Facebook. I'm your host of Map It Marketing here, but I'm also the person that you can come and ask questions of in that group. And I will always answer a question for you for free in there. So come and be a part of the group, ask questions, um, get support. And I really hope that we can connect more this year. I'm also sharing in the show notes today uh, my Substack. I write about the podcast every week. I write a different thing than I write for my stuff column, which you can also have a look at on stuff.co.nz every Monday. On um, the Friday of the podcast, I always write a newsletter. So I'm going to put a note of that into the show notes so you can have a look at it and subscribe. It's free to subscribe and you get like a bit more interaction. This week, I have put screenshots of some of the things I've talked about in this podcast so you can actually see what the output is and get a real idea of how it looks. So go and have a look at that. And otherwise, have a great week. And I look forward to talking to you next week. If you love what you heard today, be sure to hit subscribe. And if you love this episode in particular, I'd love it if you shared it on social media. Remember to tag me in so I can say thank you. Have a great week and we'll talk soon.